Okay, good evening everybody. And as mentioned, uh, we are holding only a few days before Tishabov, literally uh, 24 hours or so before the beginning of the nine days. So I thought it's worthwhile to uh, learn in Yoni Tishabov, some of the Tishabov ideas. It's, it's extraordinarily hard for many people today to truly uh, feel mourn on Tishabov and to, to feel the, the pain of Tishabov and to, to wait for Mashiach. Often there are people who are, have personal uh, issues that want Mashiach really as a, as a catch-all for all their problems. But really, every Jew, wherever they, uh, wherever they are, at any point of life, is first of all supposed to mourn the destruction of the second base of English, the base of in the first, and to desire and to want Mashiach. Now, I just finished writing an article, um, which Mir Hashem will be published next week, on the, I call it, I'm not sure if they use the title, Aish, the tragic history of Jewish Spain. So if you want to learn about what the exile is, the Gullus is, you can read that article, and you will see how Spain... Uh, not just in the year of the expulsion, which happens uh, next week, August 2nd, 1492, so 530 years later, I mean, the Jewish date, of course, is Tisha of itself. Christopher Columbus writes in his own biography that he has boats were waiting <coughs> in the ports of Spain to get out because all the Jews were leaving Spain and he couldn't leave uh, and had to delay his trip to the New World not just in 1492, but Spain was literally a bloodbath for most of the thousand plus years where Jews were heavily concentrated there. It was the most populous Jewish country in the world at one point, the most powerful Jewish point country in the world. And most of the Jews of Spain uh, were not expelled, they were forcibly converted or murdered. And that really, I, I, I kind of ended that article that, that, it's, that Spain... What happened is in Spain, same thing, by the way, in Europe, uh, later in Eastern Europe, is a reminder that, that the Jews never at home in the exile. So if you want to learn about the, the, the physical challenges of exile of Gullus, you can read that article, which comes out next week. You can actually, the Vilna Gain told his son, Abraham, that he should read Josephus, even to understand the, the Khurban, the... the, the the destruction of the second base of English. I myself have a lecture online about the destruction of the second base of English. Actually, that lecture talks about not only the destruction of the second base of English, but about Betar, which also, which is the third Jewish-Roman war, which the Jews um, also would, would be a terrible tragedy. Betar. So there's a lot of history. And so there's Gemaras and Midrashim that talk about the, the destruction. Many people will... Read about the Holocaust. We know that World War One uh, starts on Tisha B'av, the in which caused World War Two, and obviously the Holocaust for many people is makes all of the challenges and the pain of the of the Gullus of the exile very vivid. I remember uh, when I was a Bachar in the mirror, I was telling somebody, one of my previous Rebbeim teachers, how powerful the leaning was in the mirror of Kinnis. On Tishaba was in the mirror that the person who lamed Kinnis, this is 20 some odd years ago in the mirror, 
he was sitting there and crying, and he felt kinnis. And this person told me, when he was a bacher, uh, it was one of the title bounds who had been a survivor of the Holocaust, and he was not even able to say the words. His tears were so intense. He was crying, crying, and crying, crying throughout Kinnis. He said, you, as I said, well, and how can you compare, whatever. He says, you don't understand, a person who experienced the Holocaust and the reading Kinnis, and by the way, my, all four of my grandparents are survivors, so I heard the stories, but a person who saw the Holocaust, didn't just hear stories, who saw the camps, who was in Auschwitz, who saw the death on the streets of Poland and, and, and Hungary, when they read Kinnis, they saw that, that physical reality. All of that, I, w- I would, you know, in your free reading, uh, for now until Tishlov, I, I would strongly suggest reading that, those type of stuff. Uh, I will email for all those on my list. My article in Spain comes out next week. <coughs> but tonight, we have a very different focus. Um, because it's not just that Gullus, the exile is a bad physical place, and we know it's a bad challenging for many Jews spiritually. There's a, there's a spiritual holocaust uh, like there's never been in the Western world for Jews. Many Jews don't know have any Jewish knowledge, uh, which is, by the way, largely a product of the physical persecution. Uh, either Jews lost it because of that, or they hid it because of that, or they, were, they, were, they, were, they couldn't have career advancement because of that, or all kinds of other reasons. But there's obviously a spiritual holocaust. But I want to focus tonight, I took a piece in the Siva Shalom about the essence of Klai Yisrael, which is to prepare ourselves for Tishov. Tishov is a very great day. And just like in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I would tell somebody if they come into Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, when so much is on the line, that they're crazy. So to Tishov, which is a tremendous opportunity for Kirva Hashem, for you and I to take closer to Hashem also, for you and I to bring Mashiach closer through our thoughts, through our deeds, through our prayers and actions. So the Slav Rebbe in Nesiva Shalom has a piece called like this, Hayom Hazeh Niyei Salam. Today, on Tisha B'Av, we became a nation. <coughs> Excuse me, I still have this cough, so I apologize. Ki we know that this is a Kabbalistic idea. When you take the, the, the Yud Kevavke of Hashem, there's 12 different ways that you can spell it. And in every month, and each month has the, the Hashem Hashem, a name of Hashem, which is Miyuchar, which is particular to that month. And the name of Hashem, which is represented by a Pasuk, which is representative of the month of Av, so when it comes to the Pasuk, and there's the Hey, Vav, Yud, Hey, Haskets, the Hey from Haskets, the Shema, Vav, the Shema, Yisrael, Yud, Hey, Hayom. Haskets, heed, here, stop, and Shema, Yisrael, Hayom, today, the verse of the Pasuk is, Hazet, this day, on this day, on, on Tisha B'Av, la'am Hashem On this day, you became a nation to Hashem your God. This is very, very, very challenging. That on this day, on the Tisha B'Av was a day, if you had to pick a day, that we were broken as a nation. When we, when we, we were crushed by the Babylonians and really ended the thousand years 
from the time of the Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, the time of us entering in days of Yeshua, Joshua, the time of the Babylonians, we were, we were, Tisha of the month of August, when we, when we went into exile to Babylonia. And the second base of Midrash was the, the, the Romans, and the Betar was probably the last Jewish army until the modern day state of Israel. We're told in 1800 years, it crushed us as a nation. I just mentioned that in Spain, we, we, we left the largest Jewish um, kingdom in the world for the whole Middle Ages was Spain, and the Jews on Tisha B'Av were expelled from Spain. It was the final nail in the coffin of Spanish Jewry. By the way, there were tens of thousands of Jews who didn't leave that day, who converted and became Moranos, or hundreds of thousands of Moranos before that, because of earlier parts of Christians. But Tisha B'Av is a day we became, the month of Tisha B'Av is a day we became a nation. So we would pick any day when the Jewish nation, was their nationhood was broken, I'd ask the average religious Jew, pick one day of the year, which was a break in the arm of Claudius. So I would, gar- I would va- va- venture to say that most people, knowingly or unknowingly, would pick Tisha B'Av if they thought about it. How is it shayich? How is it possible to say that this month, this day, Tisha B'Av, of Tisha B'Av, is the, na- the month we became a nation? We also know that Yermiah, who was alive in the time of the first destruction, the first base of Megdash, which was the most bitter destruction, called Tisha of Amayid. As the Pasuk says, Kara Alay Mayid. Call it a day of a holiday. Call Tisha of a holiday. Mashayach Khan Mayid. You go to Moed, base Khurban Vavelis. Do you know what? It wasn't just the destruction of the base of Megdash. There were hundreds of thousands. People were killed. Kohanim, basically, people burnt alive. Our Jewish armies destroyed. Almanas, rapes, slavery. I mean, this is a day of Mayed. Mashaich Khan Mayed, based Chorban Ravelis, the time of destruction and mourning. Vechem, the Seder Atbash of Moadim, we know, um, we know, by the way, about the way, he points out, that even though for us, halacha la <coughs> we don't say tachanan, tachanan, we will not say on, on Tishaba because it's just like on a cholamayr or a yomtif, we will not say tachanan, we don't say tachanan on, on Tishaba, just highlighting that we're about it. We know that Abbash, that Tishaba corresponds um, to, the, to, the, to the first night of Pesach. So how, and the, the Abbash of the Kriyasamayyadim. So how does this make any sense? Says the Nesiva Shalom, Vayin Yeshlam, or Sisson Rebbe, Dine Am Yisrael Hayesulam, what makes us a nation? Eno Taloi, Boisim Tsnaim Shulumasoilam. It's not dependent on the usual laws of the nations in the world. By the way, I have, um, I, I have a shear, an art, and, and I have an article on the waiting, not for age, but for a different periodical sometime in the future about why learn Jewish history. And when you learn, one of the things that I note is that we don't follow, follow all, of, all of the the laws of history because any other nation, I mean, Kant, and, you know, I'm not that's in this article because Mark Twain has a, about the Jews and Tolstoy has about the Jews. I don't put down the Kant, but Kant really talks about how a nation becomes lost. And every rule that follows all the nations of the world doesn't follow the Jewish people. What are the normal rules which he points down? If you lose your country, you lose your kingdom, you lose 
you're, you're, you're spread out amongst the nations, you, know, you will, over a short period of time usually, lose your identity. You will lose your identity. When you don't have a country, you don't have a peoplehood, you don't have, you're spread out, you're not living in the same places together, let alone when you're in countries where they persecute you for your beliefs, you will lose your, who you are as a nation. But that's the, a typical country, nation, that's their essence. Of all, Ba'am Yisrael, by Klal Yisrael, HaKlolim Shainim Legamre. By the way, just, just on a small note, um, this country, United States of America, a couple hundred years ago had slavery. You, you know, those people who were slaves, they have no idea where they came from in Africa. They don't even have any affinity to their tribes. They're all from different tribes in Africa. They're all different parts of Africa. They have no connection. You ask any African-American, you know, their color distinguishes them, obviously, and, the, and, the, and many of them have a shared background, albeit today you have a lot of people from the Caribbean and from Africa proper that have come in the past 50, 60 years, but they don't know, they have no clue where they came from, and they have no connection to it. Even in the, right after the Civil War, certain Africans went back, certain Africans went back, they went to Liberia, and they started a country called Liberia, uh, they were liberated, Liberia, they had no connection to anything else in Africa, they just wanted to go back to Africa, there's no connection to where they came from. You can look at almost any nation in the world, even, even people that move and their countries are still there, right? Over time, they have no connection to it. Certainly, if the countries have disappeared completely or were destroyed, uh, then there's, there's no shemets of it. Am Yisrael, what makes us who we are, are not those rules. Kiyum Am Yisrael, the existence of Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, is Talui B'Kesher, you know what the essence of a Yid, the essence of a Jew is? It's Talui B'Kesher V'Hadvekesh Lahem L'Kosh Baruch What makes us Klai Yisrael is that we have a connection and a, and a clinging to Hashem, to our, the creator of the world. Zen Noisen, what, what, what keeps us, what, 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 and the minute Jews lose this is when they get lost amongst the nations of the world completely, is a connection to the creator. Zvokum B'Hashem Yisbaruch, that's where I think Rabbi Sadugon, Sadugon, who lived um, a little over a thousand years ago, I said, We are a Torah nation. We need to say, We're a nation, our essence is that we have a Torah that we connect to, to, to God with. That's the, the essence of the Jewish people, is what makes us into a people, then we're a nation. As the Pasuk says, Hashem Elokecha Imach, if Hashem is your God, Lo Chasarta Davar, you'll be missing nothing. Kashihudi Davak Bahashem, when a Yid, when a Jew, it clings to Hashem, a Kashbarku Imo, Hashem is with him, her, they're not lacking at all. Oh, when is a Jew lacking? Rakishamavsik. Rakishamavsik. Deveguso Hamunasa Chasakon, you're missing that, that connection, that clinging. You're, 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 you're missing everything. I'm just on, on, a, on, a, on a sidebar, but there's such a truth to this that I just today, I was at a family from, from the yeshiva that Nebuch uh, uh, lost a child this week, a couple of days ago, to, to cancer, first creator. Uh, um, and it was, they had a brain tumor. It was, 
beyond terrible and tragic. It was their oldest child. But you speak to this family, and that's just today, but the funeral and earlier, they're, they're, I know they are, they are they're filled with the muna. They're not bitter people. And they, they're not lost because they're close to Hashem. That's as individuals in a muna. Obviously, they're mourning. They're, they're new human beings. But Hashem is with them. It's a different... And, and the calling is so when Hashem is with us, then we have everything. It means it doesn't mean there's not days of mourning and days of challenge and days of tribulation. Of course, that's what this world is a, is a testing world. But it means that we always have what we need. We have the ability to survive and to thrive under any circumstance, whatever may come. But as Yisrael, um, and therefore, um, <coughs> Right, you know, so if we're <coughs> sorry, I still have scoff. Um, if we're lacking that, we lack everything. The essence of the Jewish people, what keeps us here, well, that we stay as a nation, is what, what keeps us here as a as a people forever in Spain and in Babylonia and in Hungary and in Poland. And in America, if you have this, you have it. If you don't, is if you're connected to Hashem. That's what is the Jewish, the essence of the Jewish people. That's what keeps us here um, as, as a people as well. The Colossian Akasov, and that's actually what the verse says, the Pasuk says, And I will dwell amongst you. What was the point of the base Hamikdash? Not a nationalistic place to put a flag. Which is not, not a place to feel like a, a, a headquarters, our headquarters, our Pentagon. It wasn't that. The Lashon of Pashik, the language of the verse is, You make me a base, and I Hashem will dwell amongst you. The whole purpose, the whole point of the base Hamikdash was that we should have an intense. Um, Connection with Kadosh Baruch Hu. So the Vukim Talmud Baruch Hu should have a constant connection. Behind the Matzino B'Chazal, that's what the Talmud says in Yuma. Shibeshash and Nichnasu Nachum Aheichal. Very famous Gemara. The Gemara says that when the Jewish people came into the Heichal, the crew and the, the two angels on the Aron on the Tabernacle, the, the Sharobs, were facing each other like this, right? They were facing, embracing each other. V'lachera, we know that one of the miracles. In the base of Migdash, in the first base of Migdash, when there was when there was an iron, when there was a tabernacle, was the Gemara says that when the Jewish people did Hashem's will, that those two angels on the uh, in the in the holy of holies in the Kodesh Kedoshim in the on the iron would face each other, and when we did it, it would be back to back. It would be, it would be it would, we're not we're not. Beisa Chorban, the time when the destruction, the base of Migdash, the the lowest moment, you would say it had there. We also a certain Mamachim, but what it says the Gemara, what the Gemara is showing, <coughs> what the Sefer Rebbe points out, is Kichavet Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It was at that moment which I which I started. If you had to pick one day, that the day that we were crushed in the first basin, the second basin, there's the day of, of, of Beitar, where the, the, the final Jewish stand against the Romans in 135, when Beitar fell, the common error, right? That that day. It was still showing the Avanitzchash in a Betelu Lo'ilam. Because Baruch Hu loves us. By the way, anyone listening to this share live, or we'll hear it later this week or whatever, it's a miracle that we're here. I mean, that's the greatest miracle. And we're not just here. We're, we're, 
we're doing Tisha B'Av. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very famous story. We know that Napoleon um, walked into a synagogue in Tisha B'Av and was shocked when he asked why people were crying. They told him that their mourning for the temple at that time had been destroyed 17, uh, uh, you know, less than 1,800 years, uh, or, or, or 1,800 years is a fantastic number. So, and he said, a nation that can mourn, that can live like this, truly an eternal nation. I don't, I don't Napoleon was just amazed at the mourning, but what, what really is, is that a nation that could be connected to Hashem for 1,800 years later is truly an eternal nation. The Gilu Zespashasa Chorb and Shayakurum Oren Zedzad, Hashem was showing to us that the angels were fight at that moment of lowliness, which Lamech Afilu Kisisrael, even when the Jewish people are betakla shafal hamatzav, even when when things are worse, actually had a call today from somebody whose life situation is um, beyond challenging. We should never know the challenges of this person. Um, and if you if a person can feel Hashem even in the lowliest of moments, that, that there's a moment of greatness there. You know that there, there's a love of Hashem for them always. I mean, that's what he says. We started with the kasha. What does it mean that Tishal is na- the day we became a nation? That's what it says. That Pirush Haskes stop. This day, this day you became a nation. Lord your God. Of by the way, of of course is the month of, of the Father of. The Av is, it teaches us they were not dependent on a country. Listen, Baruch Hashem, we're back in Eretz Yisrael. We should, but that's not, if we didn't have that, it's not where we, we want that. But the essence of the Jewish people is that the Nitzchi, the eternity of the Jewish people, is, it's not decisive of any place, any circumstances, any moment. It's just, are we connected to Hashem or not? Even at the lowest of, mo- of, of moments, at the time of destruction, by the way, I, I, I said this in my, in my history share many years ago, that when Betar fall on Tishabov, if you were picking a person, you would look at the Jewish future, it was beyond bleak. Um, beyond bleak. If you were, you would look there, and you would see no hope. It was the Romans, whereas it was Pax Romana. It was the Roman Empire dominated the world, and we were just crushed and sold as slaves around the world. No, they were banned from Jerusalem. They made the, 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 the Mount Moriah, Har Maria, a, a temple for Zeus. I mean, you can't, you, you, they put all other continuations, they renamed Israel Palestine. You go, you, if you were a betting man at that moment, you would say the Jews will be disappear within years. By the way, the Christians who were early Jews, exact, that's exactly what they said and thought. That we, there's, no way, there, there's no way we're going to be here anymore. You see the love of the Jewish people. By the way, of course, Tishabov shows us that what we do counts. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I've said this before, Rayom Kippur. You always have to have Tisha B'Av to see what's at stake before Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Tisha B'Av reminds us that our actions are important, that if we keep Hashem's Torah, are not, are important. And that's why it comes before Yom Kippur, to remind us that what you do and I do in our lives affects us and affects the Jewish people. 
but even there's still that Hashem always has that love. There's always the embrace of Hashem. So the Mashmakami Sisal, and again, as long as a year, as long as the Jewish people as a nation have a clinging and a connection to Hashem, then we are a nation. Then we are a people. I, I, Rabbi Meiselman, who's in Rosh Hashiva in Eretz Yisrael, I once heard a piece of his. Uh, he has a grandson of Rabbi Slavichik from Boston, a very big Talmud Chacham, he's a yeshiva called Teres Moshe, and he talks about Jewish history, and he makes the following note. He says, any part of the Jewish people that keeps the Torah and connected to Hashem, they always grow and thrive over time, and there is a connection. Any part of Jewish people who disappear is because they've lost that connection. You can't, you know, even the Romans, they want to crush Torah. They want to take away Torah because if you destroy the yeshivas, the day schools, you connect a Jew, you disconnect the Jew from Hashem, then, then they're going to be, they can assimilate or be lost physically. But as long as the Jewish people have a connection to Hashem, they are forever. We're an Am. We're always, we're, we're a nation of Torah, we're a nation of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ken Tishabav is the ultimate Moed. There's no holiday like the Jewish people. I just add, just parenthetically, um, it's actually very tragic. I went to a rabbinic meeting on this past Friday. For two hours, I, there's an organization called Kesher Nafshi. And this organization had a, had a they're their, their tri-state based in, in Israel. And they're talking about the kids from religious homes, the worst problematic kids in the, the, you could possibly imagine. The kids who not only could, not, could possibly become irreligious or, or are irreligious, but they're not, not menschlich. You know, hard drugs, um, vulgarity, and the whole point of this Keshe is to teach that a parent always has to love a kid. As long as a parent loves the kid, the kid will have a child. If the, the parent cuts off the kid, uh, then there's a tremendous danger of a kid committing suicide, ODing, never coming back to normalcy. But the essence that a parent loves a child is the most important thing for the kid's possible success. And actually, one of the things they point out is sometimes you hear a parent would kick out a kid. Not only are you, are you putting a limit on the love for that kid, but every kid in the family, if they see a kid kicked out of the house, you think you're helping your children by kicking one kid out? All those kids now question themselves. Maybe they're, if they mess up, the love is also limited. In other words, you want to know the extent of a parent's love of a kid? Even the kid who's on drugs, who's vulgar, who's disobedient, a parent still loves, that shows the depth of a parent. That also shows the love to the child, but also gives the child... No matter where we are, you want to win a nation, we will never, he never lets go of us. There are by the way, it's an amazing thing that so much of the Torah that we have in the exile was in periods which was tremendously challenging. I mentioned Spain. There were there were, there were all kinds of sfarim written in the worst of times. France, in the time of the Toysfuses and Rashi, was the Crusaders. That it was a terrible time, but we were connected to Hashem. And, and today, I learned tonight. I was in the I was in the local Kolel here, one of the, one of the local calls. I'm learning Rashi and Toysfus from the Bali Toysfus, who were in the time of the Crusades. I was learning uh, Achreinim, who were living 
around the time of the of the Chelmenetzky massacres. The Klal Yisrael, wherever we are, we're Hashem's children, and Hashem is connected to us, and, and we're all here. All of us are on this call because of that's why Tishabov is the greatest day of Noah, because it shows that no matter what we do, no matter what situation, we will always be connected to Hashem, and we'll always be here. We will always be here because of that. Any Jew who keeps the connection to Hashem will be here, and their children will be here. As long as a Jew keeps that connection to Hashem, right? That is, we become eternal. We we become we are eternal, and that's what Tisha B'av teaches us. The whole idea of even, by the way, in the town of Beis Nevi, the pilgrimage you go up three times a year is that we should see We also see we have the same thing. This terrible day. We see the eternity of Klal Yisrael, of the nation of Israel. And no matter what we are, as long as we're connected to Hashem, we don't need a base in Mikdash. We want the base in Mikdash because that's the most intense connection. And and there's of course a danger of not having that. We're, we're, we don't walk on a, on a shaky bridge for no reason. But the the Torah's Avos quotes from Moshe Kubrin, who is an ancestor of the Slamar Rebbe's great Hasidic master in other farm that brings down the three weeks. Listen, this is unbelievable. Shibikimosh, who was the three weeks that start on Yudzayin Tamas. Yudzayin Tamas, of course, was all the five tragedies starting way back with the breaking of the, uh, of the first Luchas, the first, the first Ten Commandments. Um, and to Apatisha, which going back, the first Tishma was when the spies gave their report. These three weeks are just like the three weeks from Rosh Hashanah, 21 days, from Rosh Hashanah to Shemini Atzeres. And therefore, Tishabov is like the day of Simchas Torah, because in Eretzal, Simchas Torah is Shemini Atzeres. Tishabov is the day of Simchas Torah. Based on the Sim- Tishabov is the day of Simchas Torah. Shalafei Seder HaTakunim, on the Seder Takunim, the Madrega um, of, of Simchas Torah, which is the highest Simcha, where we take all of the Yom Tif and we connect it to Torah, is, is Zelu Umazeh, on the spiritual connection when we're sitting on the ground and crying on Tishabov as mourners. It should be a contradiction. <laughs> Can't compare the two. Basically, what we just explained and expounded. We have to explain that there's two ways of the yichud of Hashem, that we know the oneness and our connection to Hashem. There is a yichud, that is the higher level, on Shemiyat Saris, um, where we are exalting in Hashem and His Torah, and our connection to that Torah. And there's a day in the Madriga Shvoa when Hashem tells the Jewish people, it's actually what the Gemara says in Gitin and Zayim and talking about the destruction, that I will never give you up on you. I will, you, will, you will always be my child, and you always, Jewish people, we're here, you know, almost 2,000 years later, you will always have the opportunity to connect to Hashem. Um, but the Gzardin is, of course, that we have to go through all kinds of challenges and, and, and terrible things. Again, I want to encourage everybody in the next few days to read about some of those other things, so we should appreciate it's when we should not be in exile. It's not the place we want to be. But even in that point, as Gam Hashem reminds us His great love um, for, for us 
Um, that's why at the point of the destruction, those two angels on the arm, on the tabernacle, were facing. This day, now he teaches a very important lesson. This day, uh, you become a nation. It's also, there's a secondary meaning of Hayoyim Hazet is also Shabbos. Kedechsiv achlu hayom ki Shabbos hayom laHashem. Hayom l'mtisbe sadar. Also says hayom hayom three times. <coughs> Shabbos also is a reminder that of this love. Every week, every time, a Jew, wherever they are, there's always a point of Shabbos. Ha'avam kuchibrich lo Yisrael. When we talk about the day of rejoice, it's Shabbos. Shabbos is the day, you know, I, I've said this story before, I, you know, when I was in University of Pennsylvania Law School, I was, I've always been very involved in Kirov, because I, I believe it's all of our obligation to bring our, our brothers and sisters closer to Hashem. And I invited a, a Jew who had been a, a, a counselor, uh, a couple of years of that, even that summer, uh, in the reform camp. He was the counselor of the head of the reform movement's kid. He comes to my house for Shabbos. This kid grew up in, not a kid, now he's a very prominent, very prominent attorney, actually. Um, he grew up in, a, in, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And Scranton is a smaller community, even though he grew up in reform, he knew some Jews. And he said he once before went to a very, very weak Orthodox type Jew uh, for Shabbos. So his first question to me on Shabbos when he came, he didn't know a lot. He didn't know, he didn't know too much about Shabbos. He said, when are we playing Monopoly? I'm like, what? Yeah, don't you, like, isn't like Shabbos when you play Monopoly? I said, my friend, you're in for a very different Shabbos. <laughs> Shabbos, I, I'm not saying someone wants to play Monopoly and the world didn't end. That's not, that's not, Hashem didn't give us Shabbos to play Monopoly. Right? Hashem gave a Shabbos to connect to Hashem. That's the essence of Shabbos Kedesh, whether it's through, through our tefillah, through our davening, through our, for, through our zmiras, through our Shabbos table, through, our, through learning the parsha, through the rabbi's speech, whatever, all, all the above, through taking extra time to learn, through not being involved in the business week, from, from detoxing from the technology and everything in the world around, from spending time with your family. Right? Shabbos is a time that we come to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not about playing Monopoly. Um, it's not to be the weekend paper either. Shabbos is the day of... And if a person doesn't know how to do that, then they have to learn what Shabbos is. It's a day of connection between the Jewish people. I mentioned that the, the, the essence of the, the Jewish people as a nation is to connect to Hashem. The day, the greatest day of that is Shabbos Kodesh. And this is an amazing thing, which the, 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 we become a nation. Right? I think even a relatively secular Zionist, or probably the most important of the cultural secular Zionists, Achad Ha'am, noted that more than the Jews have kept Shabbos, Shabbos has kept the Jews. That's, a, that's largely a true statement. More than the Jews have kept the Shabbos, Shabbos has kept the Jews. And that's because Shabbos is making us a nation. If the essence of the Jewish people, if the essence of the Jewish people is to connect to Hashem, if the essence of the Jewish people is to connect to Hashem, there's the, day, the greatest day of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shabbos. And I've said this many times, that in today's world, the world that we live in today, 
that the litmus test of somebody who, who the, which is a low bar, but is, it's still a very important thing, somebody who will marry a Jew or not is if they're keeping Shabbos or not. It's overwhelmingly, I don't care how strong the traditional conservative background is, if a family is not keeping Shabbos or people are not keeping Shabbos, if the statistics are they will intermarry. Okay? That is the overwhelming sociological fact. And if a Yid's keeping Shabbos, right, this overwhelming fact is that they will not do that. Why is Shabbos so important? So the, the deeper reason that we're saying right now, because the essence of a Yid is to connect to Hashem. And the day of that connection to HaKadosh Baruch is Shabbos uh, itself. That's why the goal you know, of Kirov really is, is to get a Jew to keep Shabbos, because Shabbos is that day of connection to Hashem. And not only that, this is, a, this is a very big idea in Kabbalah, when, there's, when a Yid is connected to Hashem, there's, not, it's, there's no judgments. It's only when we break that. By the way, that's why David and Melech couldn't be killed on Shabbos. Because he, he knew every Shabbos he wouldn't die. Because there's no judgment on Shabbos. If a Yid's connected to Hashem, actually the Rebbe Chaim Belashim quotes him, it's really a Rambam and Maranavuchim, which is really a Gemara and a Zayar, that when a Jew is connected to Hashem, it's Eno Movado. When a Jew is truly connected to Hashem, nothing bad can happen to a Yid. Right? In Shabbos, when we're connected to Hashem, nothing can happen. And that's what the Gemara says in Tainus Chavtesim and Aleph, that the Chorban HaBayis, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, happened on Motzei Shabbos. Shemu is, why, why does the Gemara have to say it happened on Motzei Shabbos? Because on Shabbos, the destruction could not happen. Shabbos is when Jews are connected to Hashem, that there's no sutra after the Yitzhahara can't rule over them. That's why, by the way, even this year, no, again, next Shabbos is actually Tisha we push it off. And even a regular mourner, there's the regular laws of mourning do not apply on Shabbos. Matana ain't available, no, I guess, for Shabbos. There's no available on Shabbos. And even if Tisha falls on Shabbos, we know that the halacha is next Shabbos, even the last meal of the day, Shalash Shuddhas, you can eat the, the Lashon of the Gemara is. Kishlomo HaMelech, a suit of Shlomo HaMelech, a suit of like a king. There's no mourning on Shabbos. Shabbos, Kodesh, Enshim, Dinim, Yechayim, Lishosah, Yisrael, Chabbos. It's not a day of destruction. And Shabbos is what's Mekasheres, Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Madriga, the highest level of connection to Hashem, which is our essence, which is what makes his nation, is Shabbos. It's a level of the base of Megdash. As we say, we sing on Shabbos, that Shabbos creates a bris beini uvein bnei Yisrael between Hashem and the Jewish people forever. Oisiv oilam, shula oilam, right? Forever, even afilu bizman shabesimish bechorbano. Even when the base of Megiddo was destroyed, Shabbos kaidus shav Yehudi ayid comes, returns on Shabbos. Shav Yehudi near davuk ba Hashem and he clings to Hashem. The yatsim shulton achorban ba dini and he leaves all of the judgments. Um, around them, and we're the Esau that there should be korban habeis hamikdash. It's an amazing thing. The, 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 the svarim bring down the destruction of the hamikdash, the, the temples, was the buildings. But the gavai, below korban, and the inside the shchina, the shchina, the presence, the devekis. Shachorban shalach bechitzonis. Only in the outside, the physical buildings were destroyed. Which means so, you know when it's a destruction? It's when there's a when the yid is separated from him to, from Hashem. That's destruction. 
Hashem is always with the Jewish people, the Kosh Kedoshim. And in the Kosh Kedoshim, in the Sanctusing Torah, in the Holy of Holies, the holiest part of the English, where the temple, where the Aron, where the Ark was, where the Tabernacle was, where the Ark was, where the Ark was, and there the angels were facing one to another. Call a period. The, the destruction was only the external world. Aldas the base in the man Shapir Tsimura Benayam. Like sometimes two people get the, a father, a son, a parent, a spouse, there's a separation, but the love is still there. And Shabbos is is when we come back totally in the level of the Kruvan. Ki because the love of Hashem to us is eternal. <coughs> we had Shabbos actually it's a remarkable Medrash. Medrash says that if I'm blanking right now. I think it was Rekiva, Rekiva, I think it was Rekiva, where he said that even this time of destruction, that the, or Rishua, I think it was Rishua. He said even the time of destruction, right after the base of Megas was destroyed, you see the Jewish people fear Hashem, love Hashem more than Roman Caesar. And he said, how do you, how do you know that? Because he says, you look at the Jewish homes on Shabbos, and they're all keeping Shabbos. Right after the destruction. And that's why we're still here. Right? <laughs> Because we were always connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That was 2,000 years ago, my friends, and we're still listening to a shir of Tishbev tonight. Ukmamu Chazal, and it says, as the Sikhacham said, right? If a, even if a generation be even idol worshippers, if they keep Shabbos, they're forgiven. Why? Because when a Jew keeps Shabbos, he comes back to Hashem. Because again, Shabbos means Shav, we come back, we reconnect. Tashem as in Shamalov Dinim. They were not at the point of, of destruction. Again, it's a remarkable thing. It's remarkable. I, you know, and I, and it's, is it Jews that keep Shabbos today? The children are overwhelmingly going to be connected to Hashem, and overwhelmingly going to marry Jews. And if you can have the proudest Jew, APAC, waving flags, love Israel, proud, big stars of David. Even tattooed right on the bodies, wearing necklaces, and that same person can they can marry gentle their children for sure, because without Shabbos you lost that connection to Hashem. It's not the nation; it's to Hashem. The essence of Klal Yisrael, what Tisha teaches us, is a yid has to be connected to Hashem, and Shabbos is the essence of that connection to Hashem. And even a person is not, uh, um, not there yet, but wanting to feel it to wanting to feel Shabbos, that itself is a tremendous level. Next Shabbos, the Shabbos Chazoyim, the Haftarah, next Shabbos, Yishayahu's vision, right? It's a vision, that we, the following Shabbos, Shabbos Nachem, it's a consolation. But the Shabbos, the next Shabbos, that is Shabbos Chazoyim, is going to be Shabbos of Tishbub itself. And Yeshayahu and the Chazoyim of Yeshayahu, the vision of Yeshayahu, of Isaiah, Yeshayahu, the Pasuk says in that Haftarish, we'll read next Shabbos, Bonim Gadalti, Veramamti, I raise these children, I raise the Jewish people, Yeshayahu is saying in the name of Hashem, then Pashubi, they rebelled against me, Rafalpikem, but they're still my children. They're still like, they're still my children, and they can still connect to me. They're still terrible kids. Rebellious, darkest part of the kind of land. We we, we cross the that 
what, a Jew is always a child of Hashem. It's a chazan ha-gadol That's the greatest thing. And love, by the way, doesn't mean just like a kumbaya love. It means that we can always connect to Hashem. Wherever we are in this world, in the shiva house, in, in the work field, in the moments of joy, in the moments of challenge and tribulation, you could always connect to Hashem. Right? There's, you can get the people who get divorced. I, you know, I, I dealt with divorce recently, unfortunately, and there's no love when the divorce is over. They can be married for 30, 40 years. Sometimes there's hate. A parent to a child, as I mentioned that this just last week, I had, a few days ago, a parent to a child is forever, and that's just not for, and by Hashem, it's not in anger forever. It, we need to be fixed, that's true. But it's, we can always connect to Hashem. The Devekis is there, Shabbos. That's what Shabbos teaches the Jew wherever we are. We always have Shabbos. We always can connect to HaKadosh Baruch. That's what Hashem wants from us. That's what Tisha teaches us. You're a nation. You want to know how much I love you? You want to know that you can always be a nation without a base of English? You cannot have Israel, land of Israel, state of Israel. You can be living wherever you are in the world. It's Tisha that Jesus. Shekiyum Am Yisrael, the eternity of the Jewish people is not dependent on a country or a government. Again, trust me, I'm very happy that we're back. It is, I'm very happy, albeit very imperfect, that we have our own state. Uh, but that's not what makes us the Jewish people. That's not what keeps us as the Jewish people. Right? What keeps us is that we're connected to Hashem. If we're connected to Hashem, that the month of all of the month we call our Father, Hashem is our Father forever to connect to. It's a love of Mucha Shabbos, of course, we should always remember that Shabbos is the bris, is the common oil of Mikhail Shabbos, we saw. Because that Shabbos is a time to come back to Hashem. Because Baruch Hu gives Shabbos the time to constantly fresh our connection. And on Tisha B'Av, a Yid who is connected, a Yid who realizes once more. The, real, the, the depth of the morning on Tisha B'Av is because every day should be Shabbos. We had a base of every day had its Bechina of Shabbos Kodesh. And really the highest level of morning on Tisha B'Av, to whatever we can reach this, is to realize that we want Hashem, that connection always to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It shouldn't just be one day a week. That without a base HaMikdash, there's a tremendous loss for us in our, in our connection, which means Tisha is the day we become a nation, which reminds us that we're always Hashem's children, that love is always there, we're mistabic. But it's also a day which reminds us how much we lost. Because if that's the essence of what we're supposed to be, that what we really want is that connection. Imagine having the most beautiful marriage in the world, the intense love, the most intense relationship, but it's only once a week, and you can have it every day. Wouldn't you want it every day? Hey? Or the most beautiful depth of relationship with, you know, and wouldn't you want it every day? And Tisha is a day where we cry because we had it, and we lost it. And, the, you know, I always say, if you know what you want, you'll get it. If you don't even know what you want, then you're not really going to get it. If we know what we want on Tisha B'Av, then you want to be connected to Hashem, not just on Shabbos. You want every day to be a Shabbos 
of Nistabek Tashem. And even at our lowest point, Tisha reminds us that we're always connected to Tashem, but we can do so much more connection. The more we understand that, we understand all of the patches that we get, and there's some real patches in our exile. Again, I, you could, I encourage you to my Spain article next week, but there's way more to read than my little Spain article from the destruction of the Beis to the Holocaust. All of these patches remind us that we're not where we're supposed to be. Really, we're supposed to be connected to Hashem. Tishabov is a great day. It's a day of May. It's a day that reminds us we always have a day of connection to Hashem. There will always Hashem as children, wherever we are and whatever we are. But it also reminds us that we want that, that full connection back. If you have just a little bit of this mind, honestly, then we'll have a much hecher little Tishabov, and it'll be a schus for us. And it will be schus for the Jewish people that we should, they should use Hashem as children. She wanted to truly connect. That's what Tisha is really about. It's not, it's not about, you know, just getting in Israel and waving a flag. It's not just about getting the Galim off her back. It's about, most importantly, connecting to Hashem. Okay, we'll hold here. Pick up.